The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. <laughs> the father of Bob and the Holy Toast. I'm gonna start recording right now. <laughs> So we have already done that podcast thing of we started talking yes. before we started recording. That's right. And and suddenly went, oh, we, we better stop. This is really good. Yeah, we exactly. We can use this. <laughs> Let's not waste nice conversations just with each I other. I was talking about the fact that I... This is Fofop. I'm Will Anderson. Our guest, Charlie Clawson, is Rove McManus. Yes, and it's a pleasure to be here. Am I like the fourth Charlie now? Uh, you oh, are... well, Hammer did two... He's done two Charlie's. Right. Well, there's been... Dave's been guest Charlie, and Dave's already said that he wants to be guest Charlie number one. Like, he's claimed that. <laughs> like, just in title, like, he wants to be guest Charlie number one. Uh, so I guess that means that Justin is guest Charlie no, number two. That makes sense. Or equal one. As, uh, what about if Charlie chooses to be a guest Charlie at some point? I'd love Charlie to be a guest Charlie. That's very meta. Yeah, isn't it? I wonder if Home and Away would let him, because that's why he can't do the podcast anymore, because he's living in Summer Bay. Oh, and, wow. uh, and And Summer Bay, it was one of those beautiful moments, Rove, where, um, yeah, they, they, he got the job, and, yeah, they rang him and they said, like, you know, the only thing you can't do is this horrible little podcast. <laughs> and I was like, there was part of me that was like really, you know, I was sad for him, but I understood. And then there was another part of me that's like, I've been doing this horrible little podcast for two years. <laughs> I host... A show on the national broadcaster. At any stage, was my manager so going to call they, me and say, "Hey, maybe so they're you using the term this. horrible not for the the uh, recording quality, or, or uh, it's more about the unnecessary amount of dick jokes and things like that." Well, I, I would like to think that audience. it's not an, an unnecessary amount. I'd like to think it's a completely necessary amount of dick jokes. I think their audience are very aware that dicks exist they're teenagers and you make jokes about said dicks who loves dick jokes more than teenagers maybe us but right. that's about it <laughs> but they love but point is they love dick jokes right they love dick and they love jokes right perfect you perfect think, combo right? and it means that he's not a creepy old man he's a creepy old man with a podcast yeah <laughs> that's fine suddenly you can relate to them a bit more but um. they just had that sort of have you ever had someone uh, tap you on the shoulder in your... Because you've you know, been kind of a... I mean, you've been the master of your own career most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine that there's been too many times where someone's said to you, no, you can't do this or no, you can't say that. But has there been one or two where someone's giving you a tap on the shoulder and saying maybe this isn't I did, a great idea? I found it since I got here to the, to the States that that's happened. Not so much in Australia that I can think of. But um, I made a joke here on a show where they were talking about, um, uh, oh, it was the guy, there was a guy who had turned up to, uh, I think when Obama was trying to get elected right. during all the campaigning, and he turned up with, uh, with a gun. But it was legal because the state he was in, he had it uh, exposed. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't hidden. So the law says, so long as people can see that you have, it's not a concealed weapon. Yeah. you're allowed to walk around with it. Uh, but to it was be honest this- with you, like I- I'm more terrified of people who have guns on their belts. 
Because if they have a concealed weapon, I can't see it to be terrified. Yeah. But if they got it out and about, I'm like, oh my God, that guy's got a gun. Like I will walk down the street. If I know what every person is thinking, I would never leave the house. Oh my God, no. That's the equivalent of what it is. It's you walking around going, I own a weapon and I'm really happy to use it. I'm really happy for you to know. Here it is. I have a gun. Yeah. I, um... Uh, I know you guys love tangents, so I'm going to go on yeah, one anyway. Right. So I once was walking down the street, and uh, there was it was it was late at night by myself, and there was a guy. This is in Australia. A guy walking towards me, big sort of hulking guy, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw Literally him coming. Yeah, yeah, like he had purple <laughs> pants on, and they were ripped. He was on his way there. He was on his way there. Was... It was the old school white Bill Bixby. <laughs> I, I like to think. I like to think more. He was hulking up Hulk Hogan style. You know, yeah. just. Um, another tangent again. I've I've shared an airplane, um, well not seat, but I sat next to uh, the TV Hulk, Lou Ferrigno. Is that right? Uh, he's all he's all elbows. Oh man! And what do you? How do you tell him? Right. Hey buddy, give me a bit of elbow rest. You don't want to make him angry. You don't want to make him mad at all. <laughs> so this guy's walking down the street, and I'm looking at him and going, "All right, is he going to try something here? Is he uh. going to?" pull a knife is he gonna try to rob me or beat me up or something mm-hmm. and so i um i start in my head going right if this is going to happen what am i going to do okay well i'm shorter than him so i could just kind of punch him in the stomach that would be a, that that would get him down pretty quick <laughs> right. and then that's going to bring him down to my size and then i could just kind of you know left right uppercut kind of thing so that in, in my head i'm playing out the scenario of this is how i'm going to protect myself and the guy's walking past and then just kind of looks at me and then uh and then said, recognized me and said hello, and then just kind of kept walking. And I just thought, if he knew the whole time he was walking up to me, right. he's, he's looking at me going, is that, I reckon that's where I've looked Right. Is. And I'm sitting there going, Whereas you're like planning out I'm your gonna moves. Fucking, <laughs> I'm going to fuck this in guy In the up. gut, uppercut, <laughs> right underhook, cross. Kick him so in the So that's jaw. why I don't want to be out there knowing what people are thinking. So, uh, but yeah, I, I made this joke about. Um, the guy who's got the, the gun, the yeah. exposed gun. And, uh, and I said, look, what's, what's the big deal here? I mean, I think we're, we're missing the point here. If you, the, if you want to try to assassinate the, the president, mm. just a quick, easy house brick to the head from the crowd is right. what's going to do it. <laughs> Um, no one's going to see that coming. Yeah. Turn up with a house brick, they'll be like, well, this guy's nice. fresh off the building site uh, to go hear the president-to-be, possibly, speak. And he tossed the brick at his head. It was like after it was like you cannot say that. You in can't this make country. jokes about assassinating the. It's. A, I mean, I think it's actually you could be arrested as a terrorist. Yes. <laughs> I think in I essence, like I was seen as I was making a threat against. Yeah. Against you were giving people tips. Yeah. The, the people would just be like, "Hey, what happened to Rove? Oh, he at Guantanamo <laughs> Bay. That's where he is now." I mean, it was a great joke, yeah. but you know, he just he yeah, just didn't know. Um, so that's probably the only time someone kind of went, you know what? But I don't think I've had any, um, I had a, I did have. Does that technically mean that when you go through American customs and on that form it says, have you ever made a threat against the president? You have to know to Yes. Yeah. I, Immediately. I, I, I draw my own little box that, box that says sort of yeah. and then tick, tick that. I've been, I've been Wikipedia'd at the airport going through. Because you get you get your customs check, and I don't know what you put on yours. I just put um, performer because it's very generic. Uh-huh. As when they say, "What's your what's your um, um, what your job and uh, occupation?" So I I said, "Yeah, uh, performer." 
and the the and I was by myself, and the customs guy said, "Oh well, you know, so what do you do?" And I explained to him, and he's he's got on Wikipedia. That's the uh, that's our coffees. We're um you we're recording this relatively early in the morning. No, not relatively early. I say ten. It's comedians. It's that's relatively early. That is relatively after early. Oscars night. Um, and uh, he, so the guy's got on Wikipedia, which, as anybody would know, Wikipedia is grossly inaccurate. Like, everybody's very, very aware of that. So my biggest fear is he is going to make sure I am who I am by asking me questions off the Wikipedia page. So do I lie to a customs officer and say, yes, I am David Hasselhoff's cousin? Right. (laughs) Because that's on there. Yes, I do. Right. I am one of the only people in Australia who are registered to collect the very rare blue-tailed kangaroo. Which in reality does not exist. So do I lie to the man, wow. or do I do I say actually that's all incorrect? That's that's. Thankfully, he let me through. That's one of those amazing. Th- Imagine if you got kicked out because you didn't know one of the lies <laughs> about you on Wikipedia, and then just quickly trying to go how how quickly could I find someone to get in touch with David Hasselhoff, right? Just yeah. in case they call him. <laughs> Um, that's really funny. I, Unless I, the odds are he's the next guy in line and goes, no, you're not. Oh, or he gets kicked off. out because they ask him about being your cousin. And he says, no, well, I'd be maybe doing people a favor. Who knows? Um, I say comedian uh, on mine. Because, oh, but isn't that like a can of worms? Well, Don't they just go, oh, tell us a joke. They do. I, I, that's exactly what they do. But because, you know, mostly what I'm doing is being a comedian, I always feel like that's probably the most obvious answer. Do you have one up your sleeve? Do you have, well, here's my customs one-off joke? No. My my standard approach is uh, I've learnt through a lot of international travel that it is not a good idea to joke around customs officers. Which is like a joke in itself. Uh, Yes, exactly. Which they all kind of appreciate. And, uh, you know, I do my sort of little best, you know, I'm contrite and I would never joke around you, sir, because <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that, that normally gets them off the case. But I've had um, a couple of people who, the funny thing is that, like, they're asking me about, oh, where can I f- find your clips? And like, blah, right. blah, blah. and I'm starting to panic a bit. I'm like, well, there's some stuff on YouTube and, like, you know, you can go to my website and check that out and that sort of thing. And then afterwards they'll go, cool, I'll have a look when I go home. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I thought you were quizzing me about coming into the country. Oh, but well, you don't know what... But they were literally just like, oh, you're a comedian. I'd like to check out your stuff. Well, half the time that's, that you sit there going, is this, is this a trick question? Is there right. a trap? Am I about to walk into something where they go, aha, you don't have the right work papers or you're not meant to be doing what you're doing here? Right. I feel like part of it is just them, like part of that conversation is about how naturally you answer the questions, not yeah. what you're... It's like that scene is. with Ben Affleck in, in Argo where he's saying to the guy, where were you born? What's your middle name? Yeah. He's, an Amer- he's an American spy. Kill him. Boom. You're dead. Yeah. That's what it's like when I go through customs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hasselhoff. Yes. Can- <laughs> Luke Altan Kangaroo. Sure. <laughs> Jerry, I don't know. Is that my middle name? Let's say that's what it is. I, when, I, I once got pulled over by the cops walking home from the Esplanade Hotel in St Kilda yeah. in Melbourne, Australia. Um, when I had just, like, it was probably within my first 12 months of moving from from uh, my hometown of Perth in Western Australia to Melbourne. And I'd gotten to the point where I turned up on the night, and I was completely unaware of this, but I'd been put on as the headliner. Uh-huh. And... Which was which was really cool, except for the fact that I didn't have the money back then to 
to have uh, to be able to afford a cab home. Oh, okay. So it was well, I would I would catch the tram. And the last tram was like three minutes past midnight, and I knew that if I went on last, I'm I'm not going to get home till I'll, I will miss that tram. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'll obviously take the gig. That's great. And I got paid something for that. And I thought, well, I'm not going to waste that money on a cab. I will, I will pocket that and I will walk home. Now I was living in Richmond, so I, I don't know how long it was. It's, but it's a few hours walk. Yeah. It was a long way. <laughs> so I'm walking up um, Chapel Street, the main sort of, you know, there's <laughs> bars and restaurants and clubs um, to get myself home. And at one point just stopped at the front of a nightclub that had all these uh, photos out the front of people clubbing mm-hmm. inside. And uh, I thought I saw someone I knew in one of the photos. So I was just sort of stopping and having a look and then kind of got stuck looking at all the other pictures. So I'm by myself and got the cops have pulled up and they said, uh, what are you doing? I said, I'm just <laughs> looking at these pictures. I'm not throwing a brick at the president. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Hasselhoff. <laughs> and, they, uh, and they said, well, what are, you, what are you doing? I said, going home. And they said, where from? And I said, oh, the the... Esplanade Hotel and they said well why were you there had you been drinking and I said well no not really I said I've been doing a gig like just holding off saying what I what I was doing and and they just kept well what were you doing there what was the gig and eventually I said it was a comedy gig but were you getting up were you you performing what were you doing like I'm like why does this even matter and eventually I said yeah I was was doing a stand up gig oh so you're a comedian I said yeah they said tell us a joke or we'll arrest you (laughs) And I said, oh, um, I'm in my early 20s. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know jokes. I kind of just like no routines and stuff. And I said, ah, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And he goes, oh, and he said, oh, there's no jo- jokes about uh, police, are there? And I said, oh, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. And he said, oh, good, good. And then they went to take off. I said, oh, just one thing. Can you give me a lift up to Richmond? And I said, no, we're not allowed to do that and drove off. But I was so frightened, so frightened. I uh, got, Tell us a joke or we'll arrest you. I got um, pulled up by the cops. Plus, quite... I was doing a lot of prop stuff back then. I wouldn't right. have to get my bag Stick out. Get your bag out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just... Okay, let me get set first. <laughs> You're like, I also work with another guy. Yeah, he's not here. We... Um, <laughs> I'll give him a call. Look, we'll, we will wait. Okay. We'll wait. Sure. sure yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. <laughs> You guys want to radio it out? Got to set up this puppet thing. Right, but a, trust me, it's worth it. It's, it's, good. Worth it's it. a really it's good thing. <laughs> <laughs> I um, got pulled up by some... I was... Uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago. It was back when I could still run. So I was going for a jog and uh, um, it was near my house in Sydney. And uh, so I'm up on the hill and I, I like I'm pausing up the top of the hill just to like have a breather, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, the cops have pulled up. And, and like, well, these guys have pulled up in a plane car and said they're cops. Like, they've pulled down the window and gone, hey, what are you doing up here? And giving me a bit of attitude. And I'm like, oh, no, just going for a jog. Because I'm thinking at the time, it's just dickhead blokes being dickheads. Yeah. Right? That's my... It's a plane car. There's no siren. Like, you know, they've just pulled up. I thought they pulled up first to get, like, uh, you know, directions or something. And then suddenly the guy's gone, what are you doing here? And I'm like, well, I'm going for a jog, you know. He goes, well, we're police. Where do you live? And I'm like, well, I'm not going to tell you where I live. Like, I live locally. Where do you live? He said, we're police. I'm like, you're not police, <laughs> right? Then he's, like, showed me, like, a badge. Like, he's gone, well, what about this? And I'm like, come on. All the We've whole... all seen how this works. Right. The whole time, I'm like, this is, 
Like, either it's guys taking the piss out of me, or it's, you know, more nefarious stuff than that. Yeah, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's not fucking cops, right? So the whole time, I'm just like... And because also I've been jogging and stuff, so my brain's not exactly where I thought it was going to be. And then eventually I realised, they're fucking cops, right? And I've just been giving them a really hard time. <laughs> I've been going, get fucked, I'm not giving you my name. Like, and then I realised... I thought I was being jovial or at least like, and then I suddenly realised, oh no, you've just been telling cops to get fucked. Like, that's what you've been doing. Is that seen as resist? Well, you haven't done anything wrong, so you can't be sort of be resisting an officer, I suppose. Right, but I... But I when, mean, you they- suddenly, when you suddenly realise, oh, this is the real deal, mm. holy shit. Right. It's n- this is not the place for jokes. No. I've, I've, I have, yeah, I've had I think the thing where- was, I was lucky that, I think it was quite obvious to them that when I realised that it was a real thing. That I'd like to think like, they'd get oh, that yeah, a lot. Right? Well, maybe next time they'll be a bit more upfront. Yeah, with, right. Here's the badge. This is a real badge. But you they can't... also probably didn't... Like, see, in my head at the start, I thought it was just dickheads making fun of me because they knew me. So they wouldn't have had that context at all. So yeah. they would have been a bit like, why is this guy like being quite so defensive? Because like, I'm just like... <laughs> just getting mouthy. I was getting mouthy. Why not? <laughs> I, uh, that, uh, there's something in me that, um, anytime I think, oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll not break the law. Like I'm mm. not going to rob a bank or, or stab a person. But there's no but one, there's no one in the world who doesn't break one of the laws. Like, yeah. There's no one. Exactly. There's no one listening to this. There's no one on this planet who has not at some stage broken a law. So I and, think that we all and, have. And whether it be as, as small as, you know, you're, pocketed a packet of chewing gum in a shop somewhere or I can quite clearly see that that is that light is about to turn red but I'm just gonna I'm gonna take it anyway or whatever it might be yeah um I mean there are but things, there are things when, Rove, that are medicinal in one country and illegal in other countries exactly exactly I mean. <laughs> but there's something in me like whenever the occasion presents itself where I'm in that situation where there's an authority figure, and, and usually police, like customs and people like that, I don't know. For some reason, I sit there going, I know I haven't done anything wrong, but just with cops, right. if, if you've been stopped, it's usually because there's something and you just... Well, I guess even when I was a kid and you'd say it gets told, you know, you have to go to the principal's office... And sometimes it would be, oh, because something good has happened and right. they just don't want to single you out in front of the class because you would get beaten up afterwards for being a nerd. <laughs> Or if your parents say, you know, go to my room. It's just that thing of... Just by the way, I love the idea of a school that when something really good happens to you, takes you out of class and says, look, these really good things happen. Yeah. But for your sake, shh. I'm I'm saying that like it actually happened. This will be terrible for you. Yeah. (laughs) And no one will believe you if you tell them. What? And your parents won't love you. What are you talking about? Why is this horrible? This This is terrible. This doesn't sound like a good thing. This is horrible. But, yeah, whenever I feel, I, I just realise, yeah, I have not got that in me. Whatever it takes to have to be that person to overcome that fear of getting caught, right. I, I don't have that. Very rarely I will, I will walk into uh, an entrance or something where, you know, you've, you didn't have a pass but you just kind of talk your way in or your name's not on the list or like something like that where you kind of and you get that adrenaline rush of oh we did we did something really wrong i've um like uh gotten rid of uh furniture or something that is it's you, you can't get rid of it somewhere so you just sort of put it in a in a big dumpster out the back of a shop or something right, right. that to me like, it's like that's like that's like oceans 14 
<laughs> yes. I feel like those guys who got the prosthetic face and did that big diamond heist a couple of years ago. And, but when I, I, was I a like kid, the idea that you're out there dumping your furniture in someone else's skip bin, but you've got like one of those presidents of the United States of America masks from, <laughs> from Point, Point Break. Break. You go with Nixon because they kind of go, well, they kind of would assume that he's a bit shady anyway. <laughs> well, we've got rid of a roller carpet from, from a, uh, an old, our old place yeah. and um, went out in the middle of the night yeah. and trying to find somewhere to take With a, take a rolled up rug like that might have a body in it. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> so we've pulled up at, um, at a, it was like a, a big set of like housing commission kind of right. flats, apartments. And uh, they had like the uh, charity bins yeah. outside. So I thought, well, we'll put the carpet in the charity bin. Quite clearly it's not going to fit. So I said to my wife, Tasma, look, I'm just going to put, I'll just put it out on the ground mm-hmm. next to the charity bins. Now, I don't know if that's... It's probably technically illegal. Right. Like, you're, you're dumping. If it can't go in the bin, you can't you can't leave it there. Yeah, I think that's right. But in my head, I'm going, but but someone will take this. It's, it's pretty good carpet. Right, it's good carpet. And, and everyone, it's there, and like some someone in the flats or in the area will take right. it anyway. Or if not, maybe whoever does come and empty these bins goes, well, we prefer it if we didn't, but we'll take it. Yeah. Um, but no, no, she said, I look so... It's because she said, you look like you're doing something wrong. Right. Because in your head, you know you're doing something yeah. wrong. So I've, I've gone, I'll take care of it. <laughs> I've opened up the, the back of the car. I've taken the car, roll the carpet out and just dumped it and come back. She said, you were looking over your shoulder. She said, you made it look like there is a dead body in there. So if anyone was driving past, they will actually stop now because you're making this look worse than it is. And I'm going, no, that was great. I was really good. She said, you were not good. That was really, really bad. You might as well have just been yelling, nothing sus, over and over. There is nothing in this rolled up carpet. What? But there's not. Yeah, then why did you yell it out loud? Because I was telling the truth. I have not killed somebody and rolled them up in this carpet. What? Is he... Why are you pointing Is he it saying out? that because he doesn't want us to think I don't know. Like, I don't know if this is... It seems suspicious. Should I do something? Yeah. Is this like a... But if he has, why would he be telling us? Right, exactly. He's a That's master a, criminal. He wants us to think. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. But I had a moment when I was, uh, I was in high school with some friends. We went through... Um, uh, a phase in our early teens mm-hmm. of uh, over a couple of weekends when I would we would stay at each other's houses or I would go to their place. Um, they had a bus shelter up the road from them. Yep. Uh, and one of those sort of pathway alleyway things that leads between one street and the next. Okay. So it's a main street and then this sort of alleyway thing that you can walk through to get yep. to their street. So we would go... Use the alleyway to go up to the uh, bus shelter. Right. And because it was an old school concrete one Mm -hmm. that had, so it was solid, but they used to cut little circles in so you could look through to see when the bus was coming. So we would sit in there with eggs at night. And when cars would come past, we would throw eggs at the cars. Yeah. Good, clean fun. Right. Well, Uh, until someone dies. Until someone dies. Yeah. Well, we're we're throwing them at the the side of the cars as they go past. I like it. Not towards the windscreen. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's after the fact. <laughs> and they, so, and usually someone would miss. They'd go over the top right. or you'd hit a wheel or something. And it Victimless wouldn't be crime. Impact. Victimless crime. But the one time there was three of us, cars come past. You can see the lights coming and we wait. You lean back into the bus shelter as it comes past. Everyone yeah. piffs their egg. Bang, bang, bang. All three of us hit at once. Like they slam on the brakes, pull on the, the handbrake. 
the thing skids to a halt, mm. lights go on, it's a cop car, oh, and we no. all hit it at oh. once. We ran so fucking fast down into that alleyway just to, like, their next street and just sort of sat there just with this biggest adrenaline rush just going, oh, my God, what did we just do? And then the cops have come screaming around the street. They've obviously seen us go down. And so we just start running again down the next alleyway, which leads to a park, and then just scattered. I think one guy went back to his house. Me and this other guy went. I just remember lying down, hiding like lying down on the ground, like in this long, long grass, just seeing this big searchlight going over the top. Like Joanne Lees. I know exactly how she feels. <laughs> right. But my hands might not have been tied behind my back. Well, but. what you don't know, Rove, is that earlier on that day, uh, one of the cops had showed the other cop um, a photo of his family and how he was only one day away from retirement. And that egg hit that, that cop. One day to go, right? Oh, right. One day. Just this image of him with this yoke coming down his face. I just like the idea also of the cops getting out of the car and being armed just with bigger eggs. Like, that would have... That well, if we been... had walked around showing that we had eggs... Eggs, that's fine. Then it would have been okay. Yeah. Look, walking around with a carton of eggs yeah. under your arm. Well... <laughs> I mean, I'm being very open about this. I've not brought concealed. A lot of people are saying that you should only be able to have one or two eggs, not an entire carton. You know, why why do people need an entire carton of eggs? Well, what we should do, Will, is give everybody eggs. Right. The teachers should have eggs. Eggs. The kids should have eggs. Everyone should have eggs. Then you'll be safe from eggs. Then everybody's safe. Exactly. (laughs) Why would we all use eggs (laughs) if everybody had eggs? Eggs. There's no way. What if the guy coming into my house has like an ostrich egg? Uh, Yeah, right. And I've only got a little chicken egg. Well, I need to have a big ostrich egg as well. Well, Exactly. God, imagine getting hit by one of them. That'd be be painful. I I like that because it's a metaphor for something else. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's very clever. Do you think people... I like the idea that someone didn't understand that. And they're like, they're going, where are they going with this egg thing? I don't understand. This is stupid. (laughs) What? Oh, wait. Hey, only mm. yoking. Da, 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 da. Um, I got in trouble for a gun thing. Well, not in trouble for a gun thing, but uh, I've been doing uh, some uh, touring of uh, different places in America. So mm-hmm. I just had a week in uh, Minneapolis and then I just did a week in Denver. And uh, pretty amazing for a start. Like you should, if you ever get an opportunity to go out and do those sort I of have, shows. I've, uh, I haven't man. done Denver, but I have done... Um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Minnesota's man. very nice. I like Minnesota. Wow. Right. Like Denver. I was saying to someone last week. And They're I, called the Great Lakes for a reason. I don't know if this is a... Uh, uh, well, this is both a comment on my Australian career mm-hmm. and also a comment on how good they were in Denver. I had more standing ovations last week than I've ever had in 18 years. That's <laughs> like... When the fourth one of the week happened, I was like, that's officially more than I've had in the last 18 years. Doesn't it freak you out when that happens, My though? My God. I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that in any way to pretend like suddenly I'm that much better. It's more, it's a reflection of the culture of if they enjoy the show, I have the show, said this before that um, Americans know how to be an audience. audience. It's the strangest thing. Yeah. You can just drag someone off the street. Right. You can put them in uh, a comedy room or a television studio and they know exactly what they're meant to do, when they're meant to do it, whether they think, um, you know, that this is the greatest thing they've ever seen or not. They know... It's you know, stunning, if, isn't it? If, if it's good, I mean, obviously they're not going to sit there and laugh at something that isn't right. funny. But they, but they, but they understand. That, but how if you it see works. that lineup of people outside studios to fill, you know, which are all just 
people who've been recruited on the street or like they're not necessarily massive fans of the show. Like some of them are, of course, but like other people are just tourists in town who wanted to go and see a show or, mm. you know, that sort of thing. And the minute they get in the room, it's like they'd watch that show every day exactly. and they know exactly how to react. It's amazing to watch. Now, with the standing ovation, I never know when I'm in the room how how to react to a standing ovation. Like if I if I am not in on the uh, general um, consensus of standing O, yeah, it looks like you're protesting. It looks like you are intentionally. Sitting oh, down. you mean if like if everyone else goes up, do you go up? Do you go up? Yeah, you gotta go up. If everyone else goes up, go up. But then isn't it like it's a it's a shallow gesture, isn't it? Yeah, but who cares? Like it's not. Like a, <laughs> it's, <laughs> this coming from a man who's like, well, I wanted everyone in that room to be standing. Yeah. I get that. No, I get that. I get that. I mean, I, yeah. Like, but I, mean, I just, I, I will sometimes. Like, I, I can just see myself. I will have what my wife calls a wide shot moment, right. where I'm looking at myself from a different perspective, and I can just see myself just kind of, oh, okay, and and right. forcing myself up, and but the performer doesn't know that. Here's a question for you. So when the standing ovation starts, <laughs> did it actually start in the room or was there a guy lurking in the shadows behind a curtain? Oh, giving slowly, it a little bit of a... Slowly emerged going... No, the weird thing was, it was like, I wish that was the case. <laughs> I wish it was like everyone else And then was it was like some old teacher that you had from... Or an old man that you passed on the street that you thought was a bum and he gave you advice and now there he is. I want to be that guy. I think that was done, it was, it was the that ghost, done in a movie. Someone it was the does... ghost of John Denver. And he just... <laughs> just the person who just does the slow... Yeah. There was a movie that did that. It was I don't know if it was done I think, um, well or perfectly, but it was... Didn't, like, not another teen movie or one of those Yeah, ones and there was the guy a... who kept coming out and going, yeah. and then, and then it, wasn't it wouldn't that join time. in, and then he would say, oh, I'm sorry, and then he got to do it at the end. It was, it was done enough that no one else can do it. Now. Yeah. Um, speaking of movies, uh, did you watch the Oscars? I did. And thoughts? Uh, I really liked it. It was long. It was very long. That was the only thing. Like there was, uh, I was pleased that they decided to go with let's put some music in. Right. Because it was the year to do it. Yeah. And um, uh, yeah, s- and it turns it into more of a show. That's one of the toughest things the Oscars has and, say, um, television shows uh, award ceremonies have is having produced and hosted music awards before mm-hmm. myself it's like put on a concert right. it's like you are celebrating the best in the music industry right. put on a fucking show play the songs it's like you you'll have the best concert in town how do you do that for television and film how do you go all these great moments that we saw during the year how do we convey those we can't get them to play the scenes out live like they can it they should at yes they that should that would be great why not? Would that not be great? Well, that's what they do for the... That'd be um, particularly great if they then nominated, you know, the Avengers and the Dark Knight Rises, because that would be tough shit to act out on stage in front of everyone. But it makes me think that it would be like watching um, the Spider-Man Broadway show and someone will get hurt. Yeah. Like there'll be some stupid stunt where they'll go, the bit where you're climbing out of the big pit, do that. <laughs> and then he falls. Or they have to recreate the brain Bane breaking his back bit. I know what podcast I'm on. I um I enjoyed the uh, uh, the cast of the Les Miserables singing, mm-hmm. but it's really weird to watch like them sing in their civvies. Yeah, you know, I like it was just one of those things where I was dying for them all to be in costume because it looked a little bit like 
I don't know, a high school musical or something because of they're all just like dressed up in their normal in their clothes. Yeah, yeah. And the weird thing for me was that the orchestra was in another building. Mm. That I don't know why that was really weird to me, but when they said, Oh, here's here's the, the orchestra in the other building and I don't know I'm pretty sure this isn't isn't the first time it's been in the new refurbished theatre. I think last year was the first. But I don't remember the little boxes on mm. the side. So there was a couple of winners who were in sort of the royal boxes off to the side, yep. mainly sort of the, the technical awards. And they, <laughs> they would win and they would sort of come down. In your box, tech. And you're thinking, when you turn up and they, so, and they go, right, uh, Mr. Uh, Nominee for Sound Editing, yeah. right this way. And you're like, here we go, here we down go. the front. Right. Hello, this De Niro. Is... G'day, Daniel Day. <laughs> and then they go, now, off to the left. Yep, excuse me. Pardon me. Excuse me. Selma Hayek. Excuse me. And then, keep, still going? Yep, sure. Excuse me. Sorry, seat filler. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. And then they move you up to a little box. You go... Right. Well, right. it's it's been a pleasure being nominated. Yeah. And then you win. That's like, why would they put you in? They might as well have you in the nosebleeds or something. Right. So there was some genuine. It would have been nice if they put them in the box and then just given them like a flying fox rope and said, <laughs> "Look." But then one of the guys came out who won for like I think it was best editing. He won right. for Argo, I think it was. And so he had grey hair and a moustache. And I'm going, it's it's uh, Statler, I think, one of the old, oh, the old right. guys from the Muppets. He did look a bit like, but you know what? There he was had also, the silver hair and moustache. There mustache. was also a cast of diehard villains that won awards last night. Wow. It was, Every second guy, you were like, oh, my God. There was a lot of, yeah, long white hair. <laughs> right. A lot of Austrians. Yes. A lot of Austrians. A lot of Austrians. That you go, oh, that is how Arnie talks. Right. <laughs> But even they must go. Wow, he butchers that accent. Right. Even for his mother tongue. But yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was good. I was happy with. Uh, there was enough. The right people in the right categories won, and also uh, the right amount of surprises and stuff as well. Had you seen a lot of the movies? I tried to. I really, really did. I, I was till the day before. I saw uh, on the Saturday. I saw Silver Linings Playbook. Okay, so that was what like you, what, the only one. Apart, I haven't hadn't seen them all, but um, I'd seen tried to see just about everything else. Right. So, um, firstly, I think that um, people from Amore were staying at this hotel. Ah, yeah. a lot of Frenchies. I saw um, this morning. I was having breakfast surrounded by French people, and was and one guy like feeding a woman with a spoon? Yes. <laughs> While she was dribbling, that's that's right. a, that was... it might have just been a woman who had a stroke. Well, it might have actually just been I either, a woman with a horrible affliction, a and you're like, "Hey, congratulations! <laughs> what? That's so cruel!" No, well done. Your, your mean, parents must be family must be proud. That's... What? A... Stop sobbing. Stop crying. It's like a great night. You, you look fantastic, by the way, <laughs> considering last night. Yeah. <laughs> you upset? You're disappointed, right? Um. Do you meet anyone famous? So, yeah, I, I think they were all having breakfast this morning. And uh, um, so uh, what did you like? What would, would have been your best film for the year? Did you think they got it right? Um, Argo was very good. Um, so I'm, I, I would say I, I think Argo deserved to win, but... I reckon Les Mis was one of the best films I saw this year. Is that right? That has divided people, Les Mis. It has divided people. And people I want to, so I want to start saying uh, Les Miserables yeah. because I noticed a lot of the official red carpet people kept yeah. saying Les Mis, Les Mis, Les Mis. And I was right. going, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, like, you know, you can't, when one of the other movies is nominated, you can't sort of, you know, 
you can't just call it silver linings or you can't say L-O-T-K-R, <laughs> you know. <laughs> they're talking like they're, you Well, know, maybe they should. Uh, tweeting. You know, maybe they should just do that. Like, like you, know. you can't say that. You can't say, oh, you know, and I'm um, looking forward to um, J-Hud. Yeah. Uh, performing later on uh, with the cast of Les Mis. Good to That's see uh, DDL doing such a good job in Linko. Yeah. In Abe. In Abe. In Abe. Honest Abe. Uh, but I, I hadn't, I had seen, so I'd seen Lincoln. Uh, and what did you think of Lincoln? Let's talk about Lincoln because I've d- tried twice now to get through Lincoln and haven't got right through it. I, I think DDL is fantastic. Yes. And also a professional cobbler. I, th- I think we should always remember yes, that. Yes. He's a professional cobbler. Yes, he is. He went away and he did a cobbler's apprenticeship. A pro- like He's so method that even when he's a cobbler, he I does still don't know that he doesn't get the yells to do it in the middle of the night. I'm right. just saying. I'm just saying I wish he made his own shoes for last night. That's what I wonder if anyone asks him that. Right? I wonder if anyone asks him that at all. At least you'd think if someone's shoe broke on the night, they'd be like, <laughs> you know, if someone's got, if Jennifer Lawrence had her spill and broke her yes, broke well, her maybe she did. Shoe, like you'd, you'd hope the DDL would just rush Kristen over. Kristen Stewart was hobbling like she'd never worn shoes in her life. Right, that was a bit weird, wasn't it? Well, apparently I found out afterwards she had turned up in crutches. Right. But part of me feels like uh, you should either wear the crutches or just take off I don't know maybe she wasn't even wearing heels maybe it was she's got a you know dicky knee or something yeah. it's like you need to come out and just say it's okay right I've got a sore knee or I've got a, a done me hip or something yeah <laughs> there's like the two worst possible people to put together is right. Daniel Radcliffe who's so enthusiastic about everything <laughs> and Kristen Stewart who looks like she couldn't care less about whatever it is she couldn't care less about anymore right I don't think she could even care about that. She is just whatevs personified. Like, I, I enjoy the fact that, like, it, there's no, like, good reason she's even presenting at the Oscars. She was in the most terrible film of last year. I get it's the young vampire and the wizard child. Right. We get but that. But, like, Daniel Radcliffe is like a walking emoticon. Like, right. he's just got a permanent smile on his face. He loves it. He should be. He's and like... she is bored by something that she shouldn't be at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, You've invited her in for her to hate it. Yeah, so that that was the weird one for me. But I did watch. I watched Lincoln, and I think I just got to the point. I was about midway through it, and I went, "Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, uh, I, 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 I think I know how it ends. Right. And uh, um, vampires. What? And then he hunts them. <laughs> yes. It's very, very good. It's a big twist. It's like watching from dusk till dawn. It'd be you nice. You think it's going to, one way, and then it was. Uh, there was a what was the one thing I was thinking about last night? I'd be nice for like how nervous Daniel Day Lewis must have been going into the theatre, just constantly right. looking over his shoulder. It's pleased that he. I was pleased that's, that he, that's, he. That's our method. He is. <laughs> yeah, it's the one time Lincoln went into a theatre and came out a winner. Can you imagine if he had arranged for someone else to shoot him I would on the love. night? That's how good he is. <laughs> You know, like, yeah. This is how into method he is. They should be. That's yeah. They should take it off him. He obviously was not committed enough. Right. No, I would love that he would like. Tommy Lee it, Jones. He would get shot, and then they'd have to give him another one just for being that good. Like, oh, that's even better. But the only least an egg. So an egg to did... the head. <laughs> so Sally Field was saying that she he would communicate with her. During production or in the pre-production period, as Abraham Lincoln, yeah, but via text message, where you right. kind of go, well, how does that work? You can't, you can't do that. You need it needs to be carrier pigeon or it needs to be ye oldie style telegraph. 
uh, Dave Anthony was telling me a very interesting story about a Giovanni Ribisi. Mm-hmm. And he played a person with Down syndrome in a movie. I love it already. And he, um, his method. So he, like, you know, for the whole time he was making the movie, like, you know, essentially, you know, acted like he had Down syndrome, which is already... Like when you get home? Yeah. But even weirder, apparently his wife and kid came and visited him on set and he still acted as if he was, like, how do you explain that to your kid? <laughs> like, That's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, when the wife and the kid are there, surely you just... I don't know how I'd go with that. I'd like the experience of uh, working with someone like that to see... You hear all you hear stuff like that all the time, right? And I'd really like to experience what that feels like, but at the same time, I think it would get really tiresome very quickly. We, um, well, I know that um, <laughs> I can't believe I'm Bradley, Bradley Cooper is going to play Lance Armstrong. Uh, they say, and uh, and you know, Lance Armstrong is arrogant and sort of you know self-involved and narcissistic. What and happens? What Bradley, happens with the with Bradley the Cooper? <laughs> what happens with the testes? Imagine if he's method. Go, go hard or go You've home. Just gotta, Live like, strong, Bradley Cooper. Do you want the Oscar this year, Bradley? Drop the trousers. Here's how, here's how you get an Oscar. Pants down. One testicle. Get a removed. One nut, give him the award. Exactly. Give him the award. Right? Because I've had <laughs> the experience. He's gone the one nut. That is, that's when you really... <laughs> I've had the experience, uh, and I can't believe I'm making this link, of okay. working with Gary Busey. Okay. And... I equate that to being very much like that, where it w- I was so glad that I had the experience of seeing full-blown Busey. Right. But never want to have to go through it again. Yeah, because it it's like, is it it's just like, a nightmare? Here's the way I summed it up. Yeah. It was like we had a dangerous animal on set and you spent the entire day making sure it didn't eat anybody. Right. Like, you may as well have been shooting with a tiger or a bear. That is trained... But you are on edge the whole time because they could bite someone's face off. And like, would he literally bite someone's face off? Do you he think? probably would. He probably like, would. Like, is he just uh, nuts, or is it uh, like partly a character thing that he does, or I don't an think, art experiment, I, or a <laughs> yeah. you know? Well, when I first like first met him, he uh, he was waiting around on set to shoot something and wouldn't do anything like wouldn't go into makeup wouldn't do anything until i turned up and i wasn't necessarily going to be interacting with him right in this shot we were doing but i wanted to be there so i had to go from our production office to our studio to go and see him um so i took a, a small stool and a whip just in case <laughs> and <laughs> prepared for any eventuality and and it was great he I went in and said to him, how are you? And he said, good. And then I introduced myself and he said, uh, what'd you have for breakfast today? Oh. And I straight away just went, I love this man. Right. And so I told him what I'd had for breakfast. What and was he that? he told me Out of- uh, oatmeal. I'd had oatmeal. porridge. Yeah. Porridge? Yeah. You're a porridge person? Yeah. Really? It's good. How do you have it? I have it, um, I put a little bit of uh, chia seeds in it. Right. 
and let it soak for about half an hour or so. And then I just eat it on its own and I put a scoop of protein, chocolate flavored protein powder in it. Right. It's really nice. Wow, that sounds like prison food. I have the same thing every day. <laughs> really? I have it every single day. And it's good. You except, look good. Except on a Sunday when I'll eat pancakes. But I feel it. like this is the thing that I should be doing, except it sounds terrible. <laughs> What do you do? Because you're always. I just. I. You look. I you always. Know. You look. I don't know. You what always I do. look on a great. You you toe a really wonderfully fine line of looking healthy or ill. Right. Like it's like depending on the tan or something. Like it's almost like de- depending on what you're wearing and do you have stubble or have you got a tan and. Uh, I agree. And what, what have you got? Uh, There's uh, some days I look at me something. and I'm just like, oh, do you have a terminal disease? <laughs> Were you in a morgue? Once. (laughs) You know you're not in a good place when the cast of a morgue look at you and they say, are you all right? They're all at breakfast going, were you in our movie? It wasn't even the cast of a morgue. It was a woman with a stroke was asking me if I was okay. Are you okay? Is it okay doing that voice? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm still trying to work out what accents are okay to do. None. Okay, so here's so no, you say. So you say. I like it. I'm um, in. This is a great conversation already. You say. Uh, let me see. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, m- um, uh, well, me so horny. Not not good. No. Um, terrible. You could do some kind of. Um, <laughs> That's my ringtone now, though. Yep. Sure. I've just taken that. You grab could out. do. Uh, <laughs> what else? I'm trying to think of what else you could do. Um, uh, okay. Well, I, so but, but you could. Let's talk about the ones you can do. Well, this is what it comes down to. So I can be playing a video game yes. where there's a little guy going, it's a me, Mario. Yeah, you can do that. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. You can do... I don't um... think you could do that. I think that game... <laughs> okay, yeah, in context. <laughs> yeah. You could do, uh, I, am an, I am an obnoxious French person because this is how we speak. Yes. And like, yes, they You can they, do that. That's right, they yeah. do. No, they you, can do. De- you can definitely do that. Uh, but you <laughs> throw in suddenly a bit of a... Uh, Oh, I am an Asian person. No, no, you can't do that. No, you could do uh, a, a very snobby British person. Yes, no, that's it. I do a British. So person. It's European, you can get away with the European. I do a British uh, accent. Anybody can do Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's right. like even if you're not anywhere it's near fine. decent, fantastic. You're allowed to do Arnold Schwarzenegger. You, no, you're allowed to do Europeans. You're allowed to do. I think you should. Is it a skin tone thing? I think there's some of that. I, 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 Indian, so you couldn't do Indian. You'd no. get, you could get in trouble for Indian. Yeah, I think Indian and Asian yes. are considered, for whatever reason, racist accents. Um, but I think you can do most other... Now, I'm not saying it's it's good or bad or... or, or well, it's, I mean, it's... But it's just, it's, I find it interesting sometimes. That it's completely it's, it's inconsistent. It's not just a blanket, we can't do this. Right. You, you you can't make fun of... Like, I do an American accent. accent in my... Like, when I'm telling a story in my act, and I do a British accent when I'm telling a story in my act, and I do a French accent, which is meant to be Iraqi. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, I've done that before. A, like, are you so angry? Yeah, yeah what is I've it? done that. Like, and that's fine. Every, everybody, that voice seems fine. According to the Western world, everybody in the Middle East has a very gravelly voice. <laughs> exactly. Mysterious Where Middle are Eastern. they? Okay, somewhere in the Middle East. Okay. Well, then they must be stuck uh, I don't know what is going on. Uh, what this is? Are you French? And well, I don't know. I'm I, not I, French. I travel. I travel a lot. I have a Mediterranean accent. <laughs> don't, don't look up uh, Wikipedia customs, man. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. So broken English. You have to speak broken English and a gravelly voice. Yeah. So it's a fine line between... Um, I'm from the Middle East, but also Hulk, not like Smash. Oh, it's just a easy... No, hang on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just any it. sort of... 
No, but I agree. And that's probably horribly racially offensive. So I don't think there is any... The weird thing is I don't think there is consistent rules. You know, sometimes it's... Sometimes people argue comedy as if it's something that you can say, this is right and this is wrong. Mm -hmm. There would be heaps of audiences that you could play where you could do those accents and the the audience would not think that that was racist. They would not think that that is. And they are like, they could logically argue what we were just talking about, which is, well, if we can laugh at these ones, why can't we laugh at these ones? Right. Mm -hmm. And you'd be like, well, that I get that argument. But I wouldn't do an Asian accent. Yes. <laughs> you know, because I know that my audience and the audiences that I play and stuff would, like, y- you couldn't do it and then go, now, here's my argument to justify that. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also the context of it. If the point of the joke is, this person does not sound like me. Right. How funny is that? Then I think you can't get away with it. If the point is you are trying to um, differentiate two characters in a story and part of the reason why this story works in the long form is uh there's a cultural difference it's not you know you could say oh i had a cab driver and he was from india and you could do a very racist very stereotypical indian voice uh is the point of the story that he's from india if that pays out then you could maybe do something to kind of help make that point, right? Uh, but if not, why does he have to? Why would you have to do that voice? Could he not be American, Australian, English, whatever? And I think there's a little bit of that in it as well. Of what's the? Why are you using the voice? Right. What's and the and, context are, and of are the people voice? laughing at the voice? Like, is the voice? You know, well, like you look at Apu ha, ha, in the comical Simpsons because yeah. his voice is comical. Apu in the Simpsons, who's uh, a very stereotypical character right. and voiced by a white man, right? Yet there's something about that that seems okay. Well, I mean, it seems now, like... Now, I'm saying that, obviously, as not yeah. someone from who's from India. Right. So I, I, will, I will put that out there. But it's, it's an interesting thing that, that even the day that uh, Hank Azaria went in and went, this is the voice I'm going to do. And they went, yeah, cool, do that. Oh, yeah. And I, I wonder if at the time... I think at the time it was probably just acceptable to do that. Yeah. And over the years, what they've managed to do very cleverly is kind of make it a satire of that. Yes. But I think if you watched it at the start, it's a pretty straight, just sort of a head parody of that sort of character. And also the tricky thing of, well, again, don't want to play the stereotype, but you would say, right, well, if we're going to make a character who runs a 24-7... Quickie Mart. Quickie Mart. I mean... Well, here, that's... In I mean, a very general sense. Yeah, no. I don't think that's even... But that's... You're, you had to so tiptoe around that, which is why this is an interesting conversation. I know. Because what you're just saying is a lot of people who own those sort of shops here are Indian or from that exactly. sort of background. And, but that's just true. I don't think that is a racist thing to say. I've it's racist this... if you meet an Indian and assume they own a Quickie Mart. That's a very that's good racist. point. That is a very good but point. But you can't... Like, I mean, the, the 7-Eleven down the road from, you know, where I live for three years... The two dudes who work there are Indian. Like, it's, you know, it's not... <laughs> but you're right. It's, there's something about that, too, where sometimes you, you can kick yourself into going, oh, man, am I racist in some way? Or... Well, well, I think and we're I don't, all racist in some way, by Well, the way. I don't know. And I sometimes question, well, is that racist? Like, the term racist gets thrown around right. a lot. And I, I see racist as being very hate-filled. There needs to be something in between. Yeah. like it's you, racist. You, can, you can fall into a... Uh, it's racist-ish. <laughs> yeah, it's diet racist. <laughs> yeah, it's... 
it's, a, it's not original recipe. No. Yeah. But that idea of you you can fall into the trap yeah. of uh, assuming a, a stereotype on someone, right? Simply because of their nationality or their background. But sometimes it's just it's it's not necessarily because you. Uh, I don't. I don't think it always comes from a racist place. It can come, sometimes be ignorance. It can right. sometimes be, but it's not coming from a place of hatred. Right. It's maybe just well, like you're saying. It's just well, in the general sense, every time I've gone into uh, a cab, a person of a particular race is driving, or even you know whether it be whatever race it might be. And again, even using examples, you fall. I fall as a, a white Westerner into the stereotypes right. of all the people that are different here. Yeah. But I love going to a situation where I am the underdog. Like you go to a country where you you are the person who looks different, right. and it's a very very interesting uh, place to be. And I sometimes wonder, well, what's what's the flip side? What's the what's the stereotype for? Australians, I know we would sit there going, oh, well, our stereotype is we're all beer drinking, barbecue loving. But that, that kind of is part of it. Like, you know, yeah, I, but I'm it always seems like ours are the positive. Yeah, but we love it. Well, not just that. Like, I mean, you know, I hear the, t- the, the name Yahoo Serious more while I'm in this country than I would I'm ever astounded hear by it, that. I mean, I, don't, I didn't know he do had the country. You think Yahoo would be aware of just how big he still kind of is in America. I mean, I'm not saying he's if he did something, but his name recognition. Yeah. Like, for a guy who hasn't done anything for 20 years, like, he comes up constantly. Like, and, and people, I will talk to people about, like, you know, a Barry Humphreys, right, mm. for example, when I talk, try to talk about, you know, Australian comedians who've worked, you know, in America, because that's a topic. Mm-hmm. And they'll always go to Yahoo Serious, and I'll talk to them about Barry Humphreys, and a lot of people, you know, know Yahoo Serious and don't know Barry Humphreys. And I'm like... Yahoo Serious really fucking made an impact in this yeah, country. But even uh, even the fact that he, he, as far as I can tell, made three movies? Yeah, I think so. So I, there was um, Young Einstein, Young Einstein, Reckless Kelly. That's right. And then the other one where he Mr. was a, clum- a clumsy guy working in an yeah. egg factory. Well, <laughs> oh, a terrorist on. cell. Hang on. <laughs> a munitions plant. Right. That's why we haven't heard of him. He's in Gitmo. Now, as far as I can tell, that's it. Right. Now, if there's more than that, yep. which there may well be, right. IMDb, is that where that's you're going right now? I'm going to look it up. If that's there is, then it, the, the point being they haven't made the impact. And even uh, Mr. Accident probably you would cross off the list. I'm aware it exists, but I, I, I don't think it sort of was out there for very long. So for one real movie and then a follow-up that maybe wasn't as strong, that's... That's a pretty impressive strike rate. It's amazing. For you to do three things, one of which was successful, the other two became decreasingly... Uh, uh, I'm just going to tell you something amazing. Just as I was looking this up, Yahoo Serious was on the front cover of Time magazine. What? When? Now, I've just got... Well, I'm, Wait a minute. It may be Real time? Let's... I, time I, Australia? I haven't, had a ch- I haven't had a chance to have a decent keep, keep look going, yet. Keep going. We'll get to it as we get to it. Now, but, uh, I've gone to Wikipedia, so we've already talked about so, how accurate Wikipedia is. So basically this is good enough to get him in customs, right. is what you're exactly. saying. Exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is what customs So what, what uh, and I'm going to use the quick example of uh, Paul Hogan, obviously, yeah. is my first go-to, and right. someone says, you know what I think of when I think of Australia? I go, Paul That's Hogan. Because you go, right, you've got... Three Crocodile Dundee movies. Yeah, you've got uh, almost an angel. I think was one of them. Right. There was Lightning Jack. Yep. and a world of other other things as well. He did the Flipper movie. He did. Um, so it's not like. And he, and he married an American. Yes, he did. He spent quite quite a bit of t- bit of time. He did the uh, tourism, very popular tourism campaign. Yep. So the idea of yeah, 
people would know who he is. Paul of, Hogan, course. of course. But yeah, the Yahoo Serious thing. It's well, it's here just we go. very fascinating. Let's let's learn something about go. Yahoo Serious. Let's I do it. Like let's educate ourselves. Yeah, Yahoo Serious uh, was real born, name. Real name. Uh, no, he was born Greg Peed. Mm-hmm. So I can imagine why he's. If your last name's Peed. That's a good name for comedy. I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you know, like it'd be good for comedy festival names. Like Greg peed himself, you know. <laughs> He'd give I, you a run for your money. Right? I peed myself with laughter, Beat Magazine. Uh, so he changed his name by deed poll in 1980, though. So he was, official. he was committed to that. I was going to ask you of that. In that, 1980? Yeah. So this was, this would have been prior to Right, before his movie. So he was... He, okay, he was already officially Yahoo. He was like, people are going to need to know that I'm Yahoo serious. This is a name that Americans will So he's gone, I, I obviously have lived a life of torment with yeah. people making fun of my right. surname for years. Yeah, exactly. The old peed. Old peed. Peed, eh? Yeah. Uh, he certainly did, was the catch cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know how to combat that. Right. I'll give myself the most ludicrous <laughs> name imaginable. <laughs> What if he had two wheels of just <laughs> random words that he spun? It was like purple spatula, pigeon diary, and he just kept spinning them around, spinning around. Hootie and the Blowfish. What? <laughs> what? Oh, he went, that's it. And that's then, it. oh, it's taken. Son of a... Damn. So Yahoo Serious, right. Uh, okay, so he um, he's officially Yahoo Serious. Because I was going to ask you about that, about you going through customs. Because I assume that, like, on your Wikipedia page it says, like, Rove, but on your passport it says... Well, what? on my on my Wikipedia page, thankfully, it does say... Oh, it does say what your real John name is Rove. as well. Yeah, cool. So that's okay. I suppose that makes sense. So he is an Australian film actor, director, and score composer. Uh, best known for Young Einstein. Uh, in What year do you think Young Einstein came out? I want to say it was around that sort of bicentennial year. So I want to say around 88. Very good, Rove. Uh, 1988 it came out. There was a wave of nostalgia. Uh, then Reckless Kelly in 93 and Mr. That Accident was a while. in 2000. So it's a long time for a follow-up. So he still might have another one up his sleeve. You know, what, what, what year was Mr. Accident? Uh, Mr. Accident 2000. So, you know. Maybe just for the last 13 years, he's been sitting on... Uh... He's working in prime numbers. Right, yeah. Five, seven. <laughs> this is the year. This is the year. Uh, now, he does... Th- th- so he does composing. Yeah. One of the things... So he, he writes, directs, produces, stars, in, and composes the scores for his movies. So he's like uh, Australia's Clint Eastwood. Maybe he is the actual Yahoo guy. Right. Do you think... <laughs> Maybe. Do you reckon? Like, he owns the... The web domain to Yahoo. All right. That now, would be fascinating. Like somewhere, as we mock Yahoo Serious, he's sitting he's just, on a big he's, pile of He's in a castle gold. in the clouds. <laughs> just like... With the hair still out the way he's it was. He dresses the Joker on a huge pile of So where of did money. he come from? He just He's one of those guys who seem to just right. well, appear let's, out of nowhere. Let's, uh, let's find are out. Are we talking at this point, I want to bring up, are we talking about Yahoo Serious way too much? No. Good. No, I feel like he gets referenced a lot, but we've never... We all assume we know everything. This is Yahoo Begins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is a gritty reboot of Yahoo Serious. And, yes. And I want to rediscover him. So, uh, he was born uh, in the Hunter Valley in New South Wales. Nice spot. Very nice spot. Uh, he went to Glendale East Public School, Cardiff High School, worked as a tyre fitter, to pay for his tuition. So he's like our Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. Daniel Day's <laughs> off doing cobbling. Yeah, he's doing tyre fitting. Um, to, to pay for his tuition at the National Arts School in Sydney. Right? Oh, right. After being expelled, 
series, co-wrote, co-produced. Is there, is there a citation needed, Mark, after that? No. Oh, okay. No, no. It feels like he's been expelled. Co-wrote, co-produced and directed his first film at age 21, a documentary called Coal Town, which explored the social and political history of coal mining. No one watched that, so he went, Young Einstein! (laughs) You know what I need to do? Look like I've put my finger in a socket. (laughs) Coal mining. That's a... Right. Just the day sat around going, right. You know what I think is lacking in the world of entertainment? Coal mining documentaries. Coal mining documentary. I can't believe they've skated over the biggest piece of information there, which is what did he get expelled for? Right. No no information about that at all. Egg throwing. Uh, in 1988, Sirius co-wrote, produced and directed Young Einstein, an intentionally inaccurate movie. <laughs> uh, you know that's in there because so many people have said, wait a minute. This is not... Einstein was not Australian. Didn't grow up in Tasmania. They didn't have guitars back then. It's ridiculous. What? Georgie Mental- Parker didn't live back in that Mental as anything weren't even around in that era. He's not even really singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, and it was weird because in Australia, school trips, I went on a school like excursion to see young Einstein because they kind of vaguely thought it was educational. Really? Yeah. I took someone to go and see Napoleon Dynamite. Right. Um, who thought it was a history who of Who midway through lent across. It was his wife lent across and just went, I'm getting the feeling this isn't about Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> Is it correct? So I was just in, I was in stitches after that, just going, what? Because I said, there's this great, I'm hearing great things about this movie. Mm. It's called Napoleon Dynamite. Small indie film. Right. I think we should go and see it. But I hear very good things. I don't think I said it was funny. No. I just said I, I'm hearing good things. So just that idea of just turning up and going, right, what is this about? Also, if They're you were, were going to go to uh, see a movie uh, that was about Napoleon, mm-hmm. that they'd gone with the name sort of Napoleon Dynamite because obviously that was going to, you know, because of his dynamic thing yes. or whatever. Surely the title of the movie would have been Napoleon Blown Apart. Hey! Nice one. Clap yourself. I'm going to stand. I'm going to stand. Five in one week. Hey! (laughs) That's the first time I've... There you go. I have stood. Um, We went uh, went and saw E.T. We got taken to see E.T. at school. Really? On a school excursion? Yeah. And... Do they think that was a documentary? (laughs) The kids we, need we, to know what to, to, what to do should the aliens land. They took you into the office and said, you're going to the movies. <laughs> Just you. <laughs> Take some notes. Don't tell the other but kids But I remember the big thing about it was seeing one of the teachers uh, cry. So the word has spread amongst the, the couple of rows of, of children. Right. Uh, Miss whatever her name is, is, uh, is crying. She's crying. Oh. And we're all turning around. Right. It's that... It's that um, uh, something about seeing teachers in the real world, right. like seeing them as people, people and watching her cry was just like, that's really weird. Oh, yeah. you, they, they never emote normally. It's uh, a line I still, I still use today um, that uh, Tina Fey had wrote for Mean Girls, which was um, when they're out at the shopping mall and they see one of their teachers and it's a bit weird to them. Uh, and uh, someone asks, well, why is that weird? And they said, oh, it's like the phrase they use, and I use it to reference many different things. It's like seeing a dog walking on its hind legs. 
you know it's possible, right. but when you see it, it still looks a bit weird. Right. That and that's what they were talking about with regards to seeing a teacher out in it in their natural environment, and that's what this is like. Like seeing a teacher cry was really weird for a kid. Yeah. You kind of go, that's not what they do. Right. They're not like humans. Not these days. All do kids do is make teachers cry these days. And the teachers can do nothing about no. it. It's crazy. Well, until they get their own eggs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then, as soon as all teachers have their own eggs, they will be back in charge. <laughs> we'll get Coolio like involved idea. in the movie. <laughs> uh, so let's uh, go through back to Yahoo. a bit of Yahoo. So he's, so he's, he's written... Yeah. And produced yep. and starred in that movie, yep. which was a very big hit. And directed it. And directed. Yep. Well, he's, he can just live off that for the rest right. of his life. No uh, wonder he doesn't need to do so much. Yeah, so a young formula in Tasmania who drives the formula E equals MC squared while trying to discover a means of creating beer bubbles. <laughs> so he really went with the splitting the lager you know out what, of, in the process. Point, I'm going to have to confess, I don't know that I've seen it. Have you not seen it? I don't think I have right through. Oh, my God. I've seen it in a bunch. Have you really? Yeah. I always think that I'm going to enjoy it more than I do. <laughs> like, I have this weird nostalgia towards it that I like, because I did enjoy it when I saw it as a kid. You know, when we went did. to the movies, it was fantastic, right? And so I, I revisit it every now and again out of this sort of like, oh, this will be, and then I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't that good. It's always a mo- movies like that every now and again where you go, uh, like the original Superman was, was on the other night, and I recorded it, and it's just still sitting on my DVR because I'm like, do I want to watch it or am I going to burst whatever tiny bubble is still there? Because there's part of me going, like I remember as a kid just loving that movie. Right. Um, and there's part of me now that is quite aware that it was the 70s and it, it was a very different time and a very different way of approaching the Man of Steel. And, yes, there's going to be a bit of kitsch in it. So do I want to watch it and completely go, oh, no, it's, it actually doesn't hold up. It's really bad, even with all that taken into account. So it's still sitting there, and every now and again my trembling thumb will go to hit play on it and I just go no no not yet I don't know if I'm ready for it yet I uh, have a dysfunctional relationship with uh, the Die Hard movies I (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, oh here we go I like they I'm just it's like you're in a relationship um, with the Die Hard like where I you ever had one of those relationships where when it's good it's so good that it erases all the times where it's horrible but the yep. truth is that it is horrible a lot more than it's good. Yes. But you just sometimes forget that. But do you feel, using this latest one as an example, Yes. is it like you are actually in a new relationship, but you're living it like you're in the previous relationship that you love? Because I feel like this latest one, and I haven't seen it, but just the premise alone and what I liked about the first and, and second is that this was a different script about it for a different movie. Right. And they went, if we make that lead character Bruce Willis, John McClane, we could make it a diehard thing and that yeah. might give it a bit of an extra boost at the box office, which has worked. So is, is there that for a, a, a genuine aficionado? Is there a bit of, you're going to see a movie. It's not actually, it's not really diehard. You can have that in the title. Here's what I would say, and yeah. I will rank the diehard movies in the order of what I, th- what I think the quality of them is. Sure. One, three, two, four, five. Wow, didn't so, even, wow, didn't even blink. Listeners <laughs> did not even blink. <laughs> but three uh, wasn't a diehard movie either. Three was written as a separate movie. It was a movie called Simon Says, uh-huh. and they made that into 
uh, a Die Hard and movie. And that worked. And at one stage, it was going to be the lethal, the next Lethal Weapon movie. Crazy. Right. And that one worked really well. So I wouldn't say that that's, like, you know. But, so obviously they've gone, well, that works. Yeah. What else can we turn into a Die Hard? But I thought this one, I mean, it's, it's entertaining enough. Like, if you like a movie where um, you just like seeing shit fucked up, like, if you like going to I don't to know things, that I do. No, I don't either. <laughs> like, you know what? It's really impressive that you can spend that much money on a 25-minute car chase, but it's just there's too Look, much CGI and there's too much, like, you know... I, like, I'm going sp- to say something very controversial, right. but I that's why I'm not a fan of the Transformer movies. Oh, no, I can't watch those it's, films. I, I call it the Super... It's like su- I'm having a stroke. It's Super Supreme In fact, pizza. there was a woman at breakfast this morning who just seen the Transformer movies, and she had a stroke immediately. <laughs> But it's Super Supreme Pizza. There's right. so much on much. it and so much going on. You end up going, this doesn't really taste like anything. Right. I agree. I agree. And look, but here's the thing. It's my own fault. Like the last Die Hard movie wasn't good. Why did I go to this one thinking that it would be good? Because you don't know it like I do. Right. That's, That's what, what it I was is. like. I was like, it can be so good though. It can be so good. We had something, something once. When it works, it works so well. When It works so well that the second one, which isn't a great movie, is a movie I've seen about, I reckon, 30 times. Because I think that there's just so much goodwill in the second one. Yeah, from the first one? Yeah. The first one is so good that you're willing to see him kind of belt through a less good movie because you still love the character so much. And three's really strong and four's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) But there's got to be something in... uh, I, I often wonder about that. Like, nowadays it's probably very different, but... I think there was a time when movies were made just with the idea of it's a movie. Right. Whereas now it's you are initially signed to a three-picture deal. And if right. we can shoot all three now, we will to yeah. save ourselves money. So there's a sequel regardless. Um, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things you just kind of go, yeah. I, I, like when they made the original Die Hard. It's a, what is great about it, it's a fantastic original idea right ex-cop trapped in you know Alan also, Rickman, great cast but you know what like it's it's still vaguely believable too yeah like it is vaguely believable that you he could rescue that situation and that's what we all kind of liked about it but like this one so then when you go okay now we have to do a second one well geez it's the characters a lot of it right but also the 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 premise, the situation that we, we, right. we've set this up with is also a major part of it how the hell do we do that again you know, okay, it's not a runaway bus, it's a runaway boat, speed two. <laughs> and then you go, no, it's not, it's not, sorry. I, I, full marks for right. trying. I mean, you've got to give it a crack. What else can you do? What can you do? Oh, well. <laughs> but that was the whole thing was like, I think speed originally was like, it was die hard on a bus and then everything. like That's so- how it was sold. Right. That was, yeah, that was the big thing. So... Um, uh, I think with this one, there's just that point where, I mean, don't get me wrong, love the poster, yippee-ki-yay, Mother Russia. Great. That's great. That actually, that got me. That, that, that was, that was almost I was like, it. I will, I will almost buy a ticket for that. But alone. then there's that whole thing where he's in Russia. Like, did we know he had a son? Uh, I mean, they, uh, they give enough of that. To, okay, sure, you know, sure, sure. So he's in Russia. He's in Russia. Of course he's in Russia. But here's the thing. Like, I, if you're in Russia... And you're a cop. You can't actually just stop people's cars and, like, get them out of the car and yes, then go can. and take that yes, car and drive it over other cars. I don't have you That's, been there? You've actually just stolen a car. <laughs> like, you're not a cop. Like, I know in the other ones there's at least a kind of pretense of, like, well, he's a cop. 
Yes. He can grab a car and he can shoot people. But he's actually just in Russia murdering people. So what? So he's going you know I mean? from like, crawling through air vents yeah. in this wonderfully covert, surreptitious, right. sneaky kind of way. It's the biggest chase scene you've ever to seen. To now, I'm going to just be a one-man wrecking crew. Right. Across Russia, like Across driving Russia. on people's top of people's cars, like murdering people. Like Because mur- that's what it is in that country. He's not a cop. So he's just murdering people. Imagine all the dashboard cam footage that there's going to be of John McClane driving around. They're bad people, (laughs) but he's murdering Uh, them. Like in the eyes of any law, he's murdering people. And there's no justification that you actually just can't go around and murder people. And he's really racist that people don't understand American. Like he yells at people for not understanding what he's talking about. I'm like, does does he put on a slightly racist accent? And does it count because it's Russia? Well, it's all right. We're not sure if we like them anymore. His partner is Jakob Smirnov. (laughs) (laughs) Did I even say that right? I think so. (laughs) He was was Russia's uh, Yahoo Serious. I really loved the meteorite that that came down into Russia. Well, were you you across it? Do you know, like, the the story? Because I've heard a lot of... As in what it actually was? Yeah, what it actually was. Well, apparently there was a larger asteroid mm-hmm. that came through that everybody knew about yes. and everyone was kind of too busy watching that and then this one kind of Just came in and burned in. out and apparently it happens quite a lot right but they burn up far earlier in the atmosphere than this one did right but what i but it I, killed people and stuff no i don't think it killed anybody no, right. there was injuries okay and there was destruction but no deaths right which is why we can enjoy it and laugh about it beautiful i hope i'm right uh, and but it was the fact that nobody in all the um, dashboard camera footage seemed to really care. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that it, there was so many people, no one was sort of filming it on their phones. It's all this this dash yeah. cam stuff. So then, obviously, I started looking up. Well, how does then Why all, do the, they all have dash then cams? it all comes out? And right. I'm sure everybody's seen the footage by now of the people who fake. Um, the accidents where yeah, they just right. walk out and just do this big over the top fall across the front of the car and then yeah. pretend they've been run over. Yeah, I didn't realize there was this fantastic money making scam going on in Russia. Well, that and apparently a lot of corrupt police as well. So they have to like just film everything at all times. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, there was no and, police in the Die Hard movie. And there's horses walking across <laughs> pedestrian crossings. There's cows falling right. out the back of trucks. There's tanks yeah. in the middle of the road. Yeah. I have to go there. Right. Don't. Yeah. It's terrifying. Why? Someone will kill you. It's all, I wonder if the Russians are going, this was like an incredible secret we right. had. Like, this place is just, it's Grand Theft Auto right. every fucking day. I mean. With, with horses. Yeah. It's like Grand Theft they Auto. They drink a lot of vodka. Is that racist? Am I allowed to say that? See, Because exactly they do drink right. a lot of they vodka. They do drink a lot of vodka. Right. I would say that is not racist at all. Right. So, but that maybe that's like, if you drink a lot of vodka, you just let someone have a horse out the back of their truck and... Look, I, um, <laughs> I think I can say this. Um, <laughs> it's always a good way to say I worked on a, uh, Cruise ship for a while. Okay. Being ship's entertainer on a cruise ship. Right. Where there was a Russian crew. It wasn't that uh, one recently, the, the people, no, 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 the no, carnival we, cruise. We were very blessed that we did the not people have had to shit s- in a bag. Where the people had to spell out help on the... <laughs> How did they run out of food so quickly? That's what I couldn't understand. It spo- did it spoil or something? I don't know. I guess maybe they How just... do we get into shitting in bags? Why can't you just go over the side <laughs> of the ship? This is what I don't understand. You're not... 
You're not trapped in a building that you can't get out of. Do you think it's people like just... you were on a ship surrounded by water. We're shitting in bags. Uh, well, Why? Yeah. Why are you shitting in bags? Right. And also maybe even like there wasn't even a problem with the toilets. Like people yeah. were just like, oh, no, no, no. This is what we heard we had to do. Are Aren't you shitting like in a bag? Air, air, airplane toilets where it just sucks straight right. out and gets pumped into the ocean? Surely you can go over the side. Surely, Surely going go over the, the side, side is better than shitting in a bag. Like how are you... How are you trapped on a cruise ship when right. that's the intention of a cruise ship? Right. You get on and you, you, you stay on for the designated amount of time. So there's food right. and entertainment. You can gamble. You can see movies. Right. There's water slides. There's aerobics. There's shuttle board, shuffle board, cock board. There's, there's cock boards. Wow. You lay it out there to get it on a tan. It's just a little cockboard. A little cockboard. cockboard. Would you like the cheese platter or the cockboard? The cockboard. The cockboard. And um, (laughs) so the idea of I don't understand the idea of being trapped on on a cruise ship because to me that is what a that that is the whole point. That is what a cruise ship ship is. It's you are you are trapped in. You're like, hey, would you like to go somewhere where we're trapped? That's why the worst parties in the world are any party where it's on a riverboat, right? Where someone says. Oh, we're we're having a party and it's going to be on a river cruise because you have to be there at a certain time and you you, you can't get there late and you can't leave early. Right. I remember unless uh, unless you want to dive overboard <laughs> or start I, shitting in bags and they say get off. I think I have told this story on the pug podcast before, but welcome to anyone who's new to the podcast. Uh, uh, Molly Meldrum, the great Molly Molly mm-hmm. Meldrum, uh, once told me a hilarious story about. Uh, uh, he was late to Elton John was having a party on a uh, like a cruiser in the and this was like in the seventies you know sure. back in the Elton John hedonistic big party sort of Elton John days that you know I don't think any of this is litigious it's all on public record you know what was going on in those days so uh, so they're, they're having a party on a big yacht out in the middle of the harbour but Molly was late to catch the yacht that doesn't right? sound like Molly Meldrum at all so uh, Molly's down there waiting to get a water taxi. And the local sort of water police come by on their little boat and they recognise Molly because Molly's a big star in Australia and, you know, they start talking to him and asking what's going on. He says, well, I've, I'm meant to be out on this, uh, uh, you know, on Elton John's boat. So <laughs> they say, we'll give you a lift. Molly's like, oh, fantastic, right? So Molly goes out to Elton John's boat in a police boat. What? Right, Yeah. Hundreds of thousands of dollars of drugs got thrown over the side, flushed down the toilet because everyone thought the cops were coming to raid oh, the party. That's brilliant. So, so, like, Molly's arrived, like, I'm here, and everyone's like, oh no. The party just died. <laughs> but the highest fish in history. <laughs> they had a great time. Out in the middle, everyone found Nemo. Nemo could not shut the fuck up, would not shut the fuck up. Oh, you know, I was in a movie. I was in a movie. I did not even think of that. All right, we should finish. We should finish up in a minute, but we should just like before we do, we need to finish up on. uh, Where is he now? Where is Yahoo Series? Yeah, exactly. So he did. uh, He did uh, Young Einstein, uh, which was if you haven't seen it. uh, So he he created beer bubbles, splitting the lager atom in the process. After leaving the Apple office, Sydney on the mainland to patent his discovery, he goes on to uh, to develop rock music and surfing. So he invited intentionally him. inaccurate. Yeah, he invented intentionally he invented rock music and surfing, romances Marie Curie, and saves Paris from an atomic bomb. Yeah, I've definitely not seen this. <laughs> I've definitely not seen this movie. Based on a true story, uh, the movie was an international hit. Uh, in '93, he released Reckless Kelly, satire about modern descendant of a notorious uh, Australian bank robber Ned Kelly, who becomes a movie star in Hollywood. 
while Reckless Kelly was a hit in Australia, it failed outside the country and ended Sirius's bid for mainstream international popularity. Wow. Did not Wikipedia? Everyone knows him. You don't know shit, Wikipedia. So only two like, strike... Not even first... That was first strike. Right. Massive hit. Second one, failure. Second one, Still a not, household not so name. big overseas. Right. In That's 2000, Yahoo Sirius released his third film, Mr. Accident, about the most accident-prone man in the world. The like, world! Like Rex, like Rex like, like Kelly, the film was not a commercial success. <laughs> uh, Yahoo received an honorary doctorate from the University of Newcastle what? in 1996. So he is Dr. Yahoo Sirius now. <laughs> that now that's my new favourite thing. Doctor Serious. Next time someone brings up, oh, right. um, here's what I know about your country, Yahoo yeah. Serious. I'll go, um, uh, Doctor Yahoo Serious, <laughs> Doctor Yahoo, Doctor Se- or Doctor Serious. Doctor Serious. Oh, now that works. He's the one that called Doctor Serious. Man, I would go to Doctor Serious. Uh, so uh, Serious was also one of the guest stars at the opening ceremony of the 2000 Sydney Olympic Games. Do you remember that? I don't remember. No, that. I think he was the duck. Right. <laughs> he was. He was. <laughs> That's how good he is. <laughs> he's very good in the opening ceremony. Yeah, no, he's one of he was one of the king. No, what was the, it? Was in the opening ceremony. The horses. Was he one of the horsemen? Was one of the horsemen. Yeah. He wasn't part of the parade of people at the closing where they brought out Kylie Minogue. It says on Wikipedia Norman. opening row. And how could Wikipedia be wrong? Exactly. Uh, he was also the director of the Kokoda Track Foundation and has trekked the Kokoda Track a number of times, which is get out. It's amazing. Bigger there you man go. Than I. Right. That's not easy. And uh, he's work- oh, as of December 2008, he's working on his fourth feature. Well, I feel like... <laughs> Since 08? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I shouldn't mock that anymore. Now, this is interesting. Here In August 2000, Yahoo Sirius tried to sue the search engine Yahoo for what? trademark infringement. I, remem- I do remember this. I do remember this. Keep going. Uh, the case was thrown out because Sirius... <laughs> Could not prove that he sells products or services under the name Yahoo. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Oh, well, there you go. I don't know what he's up to now, but he's working on his... Uh, still working on that film. Work, still working on that film. So, oh, if he had won that case, Man, I could have imagine? sued, like, uh, Karl Rove right. for making people just hate, your hate name. their name. <laughs> I get a lot of angry tweets from people. Oh, who think you're who, Carl Rove? Who, who just go, yeah, at Rove, hey, man, you need to rethink some of your thinking. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, Sorry. Maybe, maybe wrestling isn't as good as it used to be. And then I realize, oh, and that's got like hashtag something, something Fox News. You go, yeah. right, okay, okay. I do enjoy replying to those people and saying you've got the wrong Rove, but I see what you're trying to say. I've uh, just logged on to Yahoo Sirius's official webpage. Which is? Uh, YahooSirius.com. Of course it is. And I um, it's either a brilliant parody of someone who's just I... learned how to use the internet. Now. Or it's someone's just learned how to use the internet. <laughs> okay. Now, I cannot see the you screen that it. you were looking at. No, no, no. no. I want you to describe it to me. Oh, okay. All right. And then I shall look. <laughs> so, up the top. Um, is there like animation? Is there? Well, the first thing that, that catches your eye is there's just a, a a blinking biscuit. What? It's like a. It says Yahoo's spicy cookie, and it's like a cookie that is flashing, but it's got antennas on the top of the cookie, and it's got underneath. It's got one of those like uh, jagged sort of signs you would that's have not, to. That's not there. do that. Where okay. it says free film exclamation mark free blow ups exclamation mark. So you'd think it's. 
Maybe it's a parody. Is that selling the new movie? Can't quite tell. Crazy Cookie Factory. So, oh, then there's a thing that says "Do not click here!" Exclamation mark. Yahoo. (laughs) Then there's like you be cray cray. So up the top, there's like yahooserious.com, but the Yahoo's in blue, just in weird like whatever the typing would be if you just typed. Is it is it a very engaging font? No, mm. it's a font that would have come idea. loaded into the computer. Font. Com- probably Comic Sans or something. And then it, it, maybe it is. And then it's pink, serious. And then the dot com is in big puffy letters. What are you doing? And then the Yahoo has a little flash under the the the, 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 the double O. He's got his like it flashes up his mouth underneath, and then like his hair up the top. But they just flash intermittently. Then underneath that, he has three three screen grabs of the posters. Of his oh movies, but they're God. all tiny and not really good ones. And then there's the design for his Australian flag he came up with. He came up with the design for the Australian flag? Well, not... No, he's got his own design. And... Because um, there was a time where we were looking at... Right. Will we get a new flag? I feel like it is a... Pa- I don't know. It's so... Okay, now oh, now right. it's been described. Yeah. I'm going to have a look. Now you can have a look. What is that <laughs> flashing biscuit thing? <laughs> that is... Oh, Yahoo. Oh, you forgot to mention, by the way, uh, the animation of the two, the double zero, yeah. a double O, I should say, yeah. in Yahoo has been turned into a little smiley face. Oh, yeah, so that's what I was trying to, uh, that was what I was trying to describe, but couldn't right. describe it to you very well. A mouth underneath a mouth and, a and hair. hair. Yeah. Right. It's, uh, oh, God, I'm not really sure. But it looks like it was created when the internet was invented. It feels like something, it feels like Russians. It feels like Russia. It feels yep. like. Russians should be behind this. Is that racist? And no mention of the, the doctorate. I find that very interesting. Oh, no. That's a that's a sorely neglected part of right. the Right. That's true. It should say Dr. Yahoo's here. Dr. Surely Serious. They, surely they could put the doctor in the same wacky fat font that the com is. <laughs> dot com is you could do something with that. You could hang a little animated stethoscope off. Or all right, well, finger going up an asshole or something. I feel like that's a good note to end on. What, the finger up the asshole? Yeah. It's always a good way to end. It's hard to know where to go on from there. <laughs> well, I tell you what, we've learned a lot about Yahoo Serious, if, not, if not anything else today. Yeah, no, I feel like... I think it's very important. Oh, no, I absolutely agree. I know, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's been... Um, well, I didn't know he was a doctor. His name recognition is still really big. I can sleep um, a lot easier at night. And yes. the fact that there's still a chance of a fourth movie. Right. And it seems to be about the Kokoda track, so I'm assuming it's going to be a bit more... Or something to do with um, cookies from from outer space. (laughs) If it's not that, I've just trademarked that. I just trademarked that. Cookies from outer space. That's fucking mine. That is mine. Oh, I always love when we wait till the very last moment to come up with the name for the episode. <laughs> this one will definitely be Cookies from Outer Space. And the best part is you have to listen all the way through. You can't go, oh, I've had enough of this, and then leave. Yeah, cookies from Outer Space, a Yahoo Serious slash Rove McManus joint production. Dr. Serious. Dr. Serious. Dr. Serious. Next time you're going through customs, they're like, says here you're making a movie with Yahoo Serious? Yeah, put it on Wikipedia. Yeah. I, can we do? Can someone out there make that happen? Currently yes. working on the film Cookies from Outer, Outer Space, Space with Doctor, Doctor Yahoo, Yahoo Serious. Serious in brackets. Citation not needed. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, you can use this podcast as yeah, a citation. There you go. Citation needed, and yeah. then it links to here. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Rove, uh, thank you so much for being part of this. Uh, thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, you're on Twitter at Rove. Yes, I'm at Rove on Twitter, and uh, look, you know, Rove LA on on. Uh, Foxtel and other places around the place, but uh, that's later in the year. And what about in the US? Is it still playing on yeah, one of the channels? Because yeah, we have yeah. a lot of US listeners to this podcast. Yes, so. and uh, there's talk about maybe it airing on a different uh, platform oh, to that, where it was last year, um, which would mean we're seen by a few more people. So that would be nice. That's all being talked about at the moment. Sure. So uh, fingers crossed. But yeah, uh, if you follow me on Twitter at Rove. I'm also on Facebook, but it really just kind of is a link from my Twitter page. And, anyway. you know, you're, you're doing gigs and stuff around town as well. Yeah, I'm still around. Uh, I don't have anything. Uh, oh, I do. But, like, have... if people follow you, you know, like they can. Yeah, well, I, I, will, I will tweet when I'm around. At the moment, I'm, I'm mainly performing in the greater Los Angeles area. But uh, hopefully during the course of this year, I... Same as you, we'll, we'll be looking forward to getting on the road and doing some, doing some stuff. I highly recommend Denver. <laughs> I hear the standing eyes are fantastic. <laughs> It's the Mile High City. Uh, and it's very hard, like, when you go into somewhere that's called the Mile High City to, like, you know that everyone's made, like, you no, know, Mile High Club no, jokes and all those. So you're like, no, I, can't, I can't see it. the only way I can convince myself is to go, that has never happened. Right. That has never happened. That's how I sleep at night. They have this, I did this whole, because the other thing, they like, even when you arrive at the airport, because it snowed twice while I was there, but they have 300 days of sunshine. And, like, the mayor says it at the airport. It's written on things around town. And it's like, I was a bit like, you're pretty full on with the 300 days of sunshine. <laughs> like, maybe back off on the 300 days of sunshine. You're feeling a bit needy about your sunshine. Is it like a population count where it's, you know, there's like a little ticker and they... So Should if, be, right? So if it goes over or under, they can adjust no. to, like, 298. No, they something. just guarantee it. 300 days of sunshine every year. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Ironclad. <laughs> Individual results may vary. <laughs> Citation needed. Citation needed. Uh, I have uh, gigs in Adelaide, uh, Brisbane and Melbourne. My brand new show uh, debuts, uh, oh, Monday. Uh, so um, if people want to come and see that, uh, if you come to the early shows, you'll probably get to see jokes that no one will ever see again um, because, uh, you know, as has become my tradition, uh, Adelaide's Fringe is just a wonderful place to try to, you know, sort of run in a show and, you know, mm-hmm. adventure with it. You know, I'm, I play the Garden of Unearthly Delights, which is a big tent, and the shows just have a bit more of a, you're not in a theatre yet, you know, it doesn't have to have quite that tightness. You can, and I found the audiences have just been really supportive in, like, you know, it's, you kind of go it's a in. a good and, way to do it. Right. It's really fun because it's just hard to, I always kind of find that, I mean, I can write and write and write and write. But you don't get to the really good stuff until you start doing it in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And, and so Adelaide have been really good like that. So if that sounds like something that you would like to see come in the first few days, and if you were like, no, I just want it to be really fucking good, come towards <laughs> the end of the second week. Just wait a uh, <laughs> Brisbane and Melbourne, you guys are fine. No. <laughs> but, yeah, they're all on sale. Goodwill. Uh, WillAnderson.com.au. You can find me on Twitter, of course, Will underscore Anderson. And you can find uh, these podcasts on iTunes. Uh, we are now also um, part of the All Things Comedy Network. Um, uh, I will tell you more about that in the next few weeks when we sort it all out officially because I don't think we're on the website or stuff yet but uh, they've asked us to be part of that and we're very excited to to be part of that. Some amazing podcasts there and they're just really cool people who are going to look after us. So um, that's really cool as well. Um, so uh, thank you very much for listening. Please, uh, if you listen on iTunes, uh, leave a review because that helps us keep up there in the ratings and gets more people to uh, listen to the show. So uh, thank you very much, Rove. Thank you, Will. Yay.